here's a here's a softball one. Where do we start? Here's yeah. one to get us going. Okay, so here. one of our one of our Patreon Patreon patrons, one of our patrons. Thank you, by the way, in the Patreon chat. Yes, thank you to everybody Subscribe, who signed up for for the Patreon. There's some social engagement going in there. We had a couple good suggestions. Adam wrote in on the episode where we were talking about the all staff meeting so we recorded me you and chuck prepping for the all staff meeting right. and trying to figure out what we should talk to the staff about and what we should not talk to the staff about he said have you guys ever thought about doing a survey for your staff to see what they want to hear about mm-hmm. and then that could help you cater the meeting and i replied really quickly for a meeting like this i think it's really important that leadership sets the tone of what's going to happen absolutely in the meeting mm-hmm. and i was like i just gave a really short answer so well, we, can, cool we can talk dive about into it why a little talk bit more because yeah. it's we it's, have it's a really, really great, good reasons yeah it's a really great question and i couldn't write a whole lot on it in the patreon comments that is that is a good question and it's um there are some actually i think really important and, and rad places for surveys and feedback from the team but when you're doing a vision for the company i mean i know i'm sure you wrote this really straightforward like that needs to be led by the visionary leaders of the company and it needs to it needs to be held with the passion and conviction that we have behind the belief in where we're going and if you potentially put when we've done this we talk about another podcast if you put the future of the company in the hands of people who are who care a lot, but never as much as we will care about the company, you could inadvertently go into tangents that are not going to serve the whole company the best. Yeah. I've, I feel for a meeting like that, it's not just a meeting to throw out information. A big mm-hmm. part of a meeting like that is being inspired mm-hmm. and coming with a strong sense mm-hmm. of purpose from from the leadership mm-hmm. is going to inspire way more than saying, hey, we're having a meeting. What do you want to hear about? Right. And then you come to the meeting and you kind of already know what everybody's going to talk about. There's, there's nothing that'll get you really juiced up. And I also think there's this other section of it which is how are you going to schedule me for a meeting say hey block out this one hour for a meeting also what should we talk about at the meeting absolutely it feels like really soft leadership and that's where you get into something that almost feels like a paradox that is you would think people would want x amount of control in driving that meeting forward, but we've had much better results when we've taken full ownership of the meeting and played forward, like you said, with our vision. Well, I just and painting I think, that picture. <clears throat> I think maybe people from the outside looking in don't necessarily see how our organization is structured to work in the context of communication. So it's super valid in most places where they don't know what the company's doing. They don't have the ability to ask questions and get answers. But in our company, you actually can get a lot of answers to questions day in and day out if you just ask. Somebody's going to have the answer in leadership anyway. The other thing that maybe people don't recognize is that we put together essentially a a newsreel via camera that we release every week with updates. And so in those little reels, the the, the Cat and Cloud News, we deliver a lot of the, the information that is necessary for the time being. 
So there's, there is an ability for a back and forth because what will happen is our team leaders and our group of leaders at the executive team, we gather feedback. What are people asking questions about what's happening during the week? And then we deliver company-wide information based on that. And then if it's not necessarily worth addressing the entire company, to your point, like not everybody needs to hear every single detail, then there's always an opportunity to connect with somebody in leadership, whether it's Grace, myself, you, Charles, and really first and foremost, their team leaders who are empowered to lead first and coordinators like they are as much as we can in the know is to what is going on in the company and that is absolutely imperative as we've seen in the past if you're if your direct leaders are not competent and not leading they shouldn't be there and we know that now we know that because we allowed competent people who weren't engaging in growing the company they passed the buck to us and that is a problem that doesn't work in terms of real, true leadership and organizational culture. I take it for granted that we do all of those <clears throat> things, that we probably have better and more consistent communication than probably 90% of workplaces out there because we're so intentional totally. about it. And this is an evolution. We haven't always been this good at it. No, we've worked hard. Yeah, it's been trial and, still, and, trial and error, trial and error. We're, we're getting not, better. You know, yeah, we're getting better all the time. It's one of our values. We actively pursue better. So we're not trying to act like we're at cruising altitude or anything. No, we're not even close. But we're <laughs> Forever trying. better, for sure. But I think for a lot of organizations or a lot of ones that we used to work at anyway, and I know just from talking to other people, I know from just posting some of the shit that I post on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That in my mind is really positive and, and I don't know, um, frames the possibility of what work could be in a positive light. Some oh, yeah. of the negative responses because people just don't believe that there there could ever be a workplace like that. Oh, I because totally their boss you. is just too much of an asshole, or they don't get this, or they don't get that, and it's just so completely disconnected. So not everybody's having our same work experience. So Do you think that's because people are thinking too small? I think people are... Well, that's what I do first and foremost. I go, you're thinking too small. You're thinking, as an owner, you're not thinking far enough ahead, or you, have not, you don't have enough trust in people to bring them along with you. I think it's a couple of things. Well, let me There's read, multiple levels. Let me read a, a, a comment that just... Uh, got it's, my brain. It's in your mind. Yeah, I got my brain working. Yeah, pull up the comment. Let's let's hear. Cause and I don't think this this person, you know, if you're if you're listening to this, I don't think this this comment isn't a negative comment at all. It's actually something that is super super, super common. I think a lot of the stuff comes mm -hmm. from frustration of wanting better but not knowing how to get there. Yes, or just that and a perspective. I think a lot of it has to do with a perspective shift. Well, that's always a, yeah. There's I mean, always perspectives out there that. If you haven't heard a different one, yeah, let's go. So I was writing about and posted a little cartoon on Instagram. Was it the how do we support like, each other one? Yeah, about the um, supporting each other versus yeah. attacking each other. Like what do you even other. do? Yeah, because mm -hmm. you could see oh, we've been there. You know, employees and employers, like on both sides of the coin, people looking the other way, be like, I don't know what the fuck my boss does. Right. And the flip side, the boss is like, I don't even know what the fuck this guy's been doing yeah. the whole time. You know, he's, he's a jerk. And like flipping that over and saying, you know, uh, maybe instead of – accusing them like asking these accusatory questions we could ask better questions like how could i better support you what could i do better right on, on both sides of the equation and isn't it interesting that even, that foreshadowing is even in itself creating a certain kind of culture yes which is really good absolutely but that's i think something that would be like oh, anyway right like they don't realize that's a culture exactly yeah. it's it's a culture and it's 
it shouldn't be that weird, you know. I don't think it has to be so. But a lot of a lot of workplaces do have this us versus them mentality. You sure. know, you've got been there the employee versus the boss, and that's how it exists. And there's probably multiple levels of that, right. like from the owner to their staff to just me versus my cafe manager, mm-hmm. and then different groups of that. So someone wrote. The us versus them mentality comes from the fact that it's not an equal relationship. And I understand where they're coming from in that. But if you have the, and this doesn't only apply to employees and bosses, you can, you know, translate this us versus them mentality to your family, your All friends, over whoever place. you want to work sure. with. Um, equal relationships but, hard. When you when you do have an employee employer relationship, it's not an equal relationship. Yeah, you have you have a hierarchy. You know there is there are status roles built into an organization where whoever owns the company or whoever is managing you has a higher status in that company. So you don't. But I'm saying you don't need to have equal status or a completely equal relationship to be playing towards the same goal. Absolutely. So being able to, to realize, cause we've all been the new guy, right? Sure. You know, you and I have both been the new guys. Yeah. Now we're not the new guy anymore. We're right. the business owner. But when you're the new guy, there are certain things that come along with being the new guy. You know, you do oh, have yeah. less perks. You have less autonomy. You have less freedom. There is a certain amount of, even yeah, in a trusting work, space like you have to earn your keep and prove that you can contribute yeah. and that's part of that, anything that's just part of anything that's any part team, of growth that's part of any learning. job any world so instead of being the new person and focusing only on the inequity in the relationship between you and your boss you can focus on okay cool i'm the new person here mm-hmm. but my boss has this mission, my organization has this mission and I am a part of that mission. So what is my contribution to making that mission happen yeah. and how can I contribute to that? And that's really what we need to be looking for rather than, you know, how do I get to be exactly where my boss is? And coincidentally, if we can do those things well and you're in an organization that recognizes that, right. that is probably the best path to getting to where you want to go Um if you're talking about moving up the chain in a hierarchy. I mean, you're totally talking about creating a a positive culture and it's mission driven. And I guess that's probably where people aren't experiencing that in their day-to-day work. And that's a frustrating thing to experience because I think that will allow people or kind of force people into this place where they haven't been able to really believe in the perspective that you're talking about because they've never seen anybody give that shit. And then there's the other side of this, which is, you want to break it really hard down and be like totally ice cold. That equity versus owner versus you is like you get paid by that owner at the end of the day. Like there really will be no, you can tell the owner that they should do it different as much as you want. I've been there frustrated in my own way in the past, but like they pay you to do something. That's your problem. (laughs) You know, like you should be able to have an open conversation but that's, that's what you signed up for at the end of the day. Like you signed up to do work for somebody who pays you. And if you want to make that money, obviously, hopefully you want to make it better and they want to make it better. And hopefully you can find a place where you know if you're in the right place and you leave and find a better job because it doesn't work, which I think is part of this equity thing. The yeah. other part is, is like you signed up for that. Unless there's some track to, to leadership that you know about, that's kind of what a job is and that's really frustrating to feel that way but that's why we're so passionate about creating cultures where your work is meaningful 
and where we share, the leadership group shares and helps you see that your work is meaningful when you maybe don't see it day in and day out. Yeah, and there's a big difference between being bought in and not bought in and how you ask questions. So you could ask a question, I could ask you a question like, hey, I'm working on this thing and I just, I was just kind of wondering, you know, why do we do it like this? Because I'm trying to do the best job that I can. Sure. Versus, why do I do it like this? Yeah. Why are we even doing this? Why do we do it like this? Yeah. You know, same question, different inflection, and you're you're projecting a different outcome. One right. is one is I want to be helpful. I want to help the organization move forward. I want to mm-hmm. be on this team because that's not just going to make me better. I'm going to learn some insight, but it's going to make everybody better. Yeah. And work is more fun when you approach it with that attitude mm-hmm. versus. I don't fucking believe in this at all. Yeah. And I just want you, I'm trying to force you to tell me something so I can just say, eh, right. you're full of shit. Yeah. Or and I'm testing you to see if, that I, if I can do what I want to do in your company instead of, you know, like people test you all the time. Yeah, test, it's like test the, us, test the the leadership group, and that's 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 com- sort of normal. That's pretty normal and natural. I mean, I don't have kids, but you do, and I'm sure they'll your test kids you. test you. Yeah, they will, and you they know? don't even know they're doing it, but they they'll push. Yeah, they're. I mean, that's they're they they're not trying to be a jerks. They're in their case, they're just exploring the world. Yeah. You know, what and they can want I do? Something. Like, how can I? Yeah. Uh, how they can got I, ideas. They yeah. want to input their their influence on the thing that they're into all that's really good as long as you're openly communicating with each other and just like with employees you're there as their father to foster the the good things and the awesome ideas and not to crush those but also hey you have a lot more experience than they do you're you're not just a Sure, yeah, do that. Sure, yeah, do that. You have to teach them. And mm-hmm. if you don't, we knows what we know what happens when your kids grow up. Right. If they haven't been It's a little weird. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're reminding me just on the same subject mm-hmm. yesterday uh because I, I was roasting coffee and I popped into Swift to the close and Emily shout out Emily, one of our newest team members. Uh she's only been here a month or two possibly. Uh she was talking to me about going through orientation and hearing all of who we are and and how we're, you know, in the people development and growth and and she's like, I've been in restaurant industries for a really long time and I totally enjoy the fast pace and I got here and I learned in orientation I was really psyched and then I was you know you you wonder in the back of your head like how real is it going to be when I get going and she goes it's been better than I expected it's been like the people here are so supportive we do want to grow together we do help each other become better and and she's all and it's crazy the guests that come in here are die hard cat and cloud she goes they come from everywhere to mm-hmm. see this place i just i can't believe it's real and i really enjoy it and i'm learning a lot and i'm growing and i just want to thank you guys for putting it together and i was like well at this point yeah like i, I super appreciate that but we're not doing that anymore we set the stage and all of you all are doing that now so i hope that you see that like your work is perpetuating exactly what you love if you keep doing it along with these people and if you help them to see that what you just told me is real when they're having an off day and hopefully they do it for you like yeah it's just been really really awesome and i think that in and of itself is such a packaged perfect example of what you're talking about of this is a brand new person who shared a nice thing and yeah they're going to share it with the owner maybe 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 not because it's like fully authentic and maybe because they're like i just want to share it like have a quick moment with the owner because i don't like to talk to the owner and both of those things are okay and they're good i think it was authentic either way right 
but the flip was like, I, I literally have nothing to do with anything that you just said anymore. Like, and that's okay. So if you are a team member and you want the owner to be doing what she just kind of gave me a compliment about, who's going to be the person who steps into that place and takes over leading in the future if you need the owner to do it? And, and I think that's the paradox that people will forget about is you and or somebody needs to consistently take the place of the next leader so a business can grow. If you ever want to do something culturally and amazing in coffee, everybody just gives up too soon. Like the responsibility of business owners to make an amazing place, people get going and then the leadership somehow can't sustain the culture, the growth, all of that shit enough to make what is possible. What do you mean by give up? The reason I say give up is this. You think about starting like the ultimate coffee experience, the one where people will pay more, all the things like the shit, right? And people start them and you start to see success. And then all of the people who are working in that place they move on to start their own business. So they move on to do something else. They don't grow together. Something mm. happens. And we're a little bit of a product of that, but not so much because there was no growth opportunity. It was more we had different values alignment. But I think about places like IntelliVenice. It opened, line out the door. At the time, it was like a groundbreaking version of doing coffee with the multiple coffee bars, multiple people nicely, Babinski, Glenn, like all these people who are Melissa uh, Muckerman and uh, Chris Owens was there. You know, like, all-star cast, right? Places cranking. And all of them go off to start their own thing and do something else because of whatever reason. Right. Not a knock on Intelli, it just happened. But if somehow there was an ability to grow that and sustain some sort of career and there was true buy-in, you could probably keep doing something on that level. And then it, it dips. So I kind of feel like, like there's something that's been missing that we have a responsibility as business owners the Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. I think it's the same thing that happened to us with our first wave of leadership people. It's right. It seems like it's all based on alignment of values or misalignment of values. So really, it's it, totally like we and the leaders and owners of companies need to dig in and ensure that 
the people stepping into leadership are always consistently aligned and able to continue to push the organization forward. And that's where I'm saying people kind of give up. They get tired and they go, you know what? I need a leader. Who knows if they gave up? It's or hard to I, tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell it in those up. situations because yeah. I, I mean, it's probably a combination of a few things. Yeah. There's that. There's that misalignment. There's it's both sides of the coin. You right. know, there's probably people working there that are really hungry. Who, in some cases, just because I know some of these people and their friends are in their own ways pretty entitled and yeah. are like, I deserve this. I need this, that, and the other. Right. And I, I totally resonate with some of those things. There's times when I felt like that as yeah. well. And you know, my boss needs to give me this because I'm worth mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the ownership of a company like them, they were growing pretty rapidly at the time, even though they're nowhere near as big as they are now. Yeah. Cause they weren't invested at they that point. In, no, with the JB it was stuff. just the uh, initial LA expansion mm -hmm. from Chicago right. to LA. Silver Lake plus. And, they just have a completely different priority. None of those companies are really cultural companies, which which is interesting. Like in, right. Intelligentsia had a cool culture when you went to the bar. Right. You know, I like going to Silver Lake. It was fun. It was. That was it, probably at the time my favorite experience of coffee. Yeah, it was entertaining. It had a vibe. It was it was really cranking. You yeah. know. Um, you could see famous people there. You could see. I saw Zach Delaroca. Uh, that was my favorite day ever. You ever watch this, Zach? Uh, maybe from maybe was right in line with us too. <laughs> arrested Real, development arrested development yeah i don't even know that person's name yeah. but none of the companies at least from our conversation were thinking about careers in coffee or fostering healthy workplace cultures it was more of the goal was to make a really awesome coffee experience sure done yeah you know and i know they had classrooms and i remember some educational training but i don't know if they had any leadership training but what i think is if you're ready to give something and somebody's not ready to receive it there there's a disconnect there so mm -hmm. when we worked at verve and we were getting to the tail end of where we were at which the time between when there was this barista magazine article published about us we were on the cover and the That's whole 2012 right that was 13 maybe 13, 13 maybe because we had both done super well so it was right after that yeah and the whole premise of that article was sarah's like so we're trying to put together some stories about people who didn't have to go and start their own coffee shops people right. who found a company that they really resonated with and were able to build a career within that company and we were one of the case studies. Yeah. And so we had this whole article about how we found this really great place here. The time between that and us leaving is probably only like a year. It was a year. But in that year is when they brought on new CEOs and new vibes. Right. And yeah. if you would have asked at that point in time, even though I've always had frustrations with anywhere you've worked at, that's completely natural. No place is 100% perfect. No, but at that time but when we got on the magazine, I was in. I would have been, oh, yeah. I and I told we people, going. they're like, what do you want to do? Are you ever going to open your place? I was like, I don't want to own a business. No, I'm going to be it. here forever. This, yeah. is this is great. Like, yeah, we're going there. We're good, you know. Mm -hmm. And then certain things happen, and we got to this point to where we had a gift that we wanted to give. Yeah. And someone wasn't ready to receive it. And the ownership that we can take on – our part is we didn't have it as figured out as we thought we had it no but i think we would have made we had a, gut feelings we had only. gut feelings mm -hmm. and i think we would have made a really good go and some of the things that weren't allowed to happen turned what could have been a really good place 
into a deal breaker. Yeah, so for I, real. I remember that meeting at Betty Burger where we pitched the training thing. And this is this is just for perspective because to let everybody know that you know we've been where you're at. This is not a a hate thing. And I I totally understand. Everybody's learning, dude. Yeah, that's everybody's the, learning. That's the thing. Like everybody that we pitch these things to, so they they're they're trying to figure it out too. We had a whole plan for education management, and we had this retail training collaboration thing that we pitched to Colby and Ryan. We definitely believed in leadership on a different level than the rest of that company. I was excited and I was scared too because I had never done anything like it aside from the training portion oh, of yeah. it. It was a whole different but thing. But it was like it was this whole kit. Yeah. And we broke it down and one of the first questions they asked was like, who's in charge? And we're like, well, we're in charge. Yeah. And they're like, well, you guys can't both be in charge um someone's someone's got to be the boss and you were so you're like well chris can be in charge that's fine i can work for him uh, air quotes here work yeah. for him you know yeah. and it's not a problem no yeah, ego like, no problem well, I just we're want, trying to make the i just want to make this happen yeah. you know whatever can make this happen and you've always been good at that is just being like i don't care whatever's going to make it the work. end result is the thing yeah it's not the me anyway there's a, there's a whole lesson the there yeah, in and of itself but thanks they listened to that and then at the end of the day said you guys shouldn't work together at all point blank period. Yeah. They and split us up. They framed it in the, the context of, Hey, we're doing you a favor because there's going to be tension. Trust us. We know business relationships are hard and they were pretty open about some of their, you know, you know, it we've had hard. tension between us too. Yeah. It's obviously hard. Any relationship that's worth having is challenging sometimes. So, and that, well, and they had that, the final say, right? So, it was like, okay. So, so, at I the end of the day, we couldn't we're not work doing together. anything. So, yeah. we're split up on completely different sides of the business. Yeah. And that was a different kind of year because looking back on it now, that definitely pushed us apart individually, too, because we just weren't we had spending to do shit. any time together at no. work. We would just see each other in the office. Yeah, it was so dumb. Here and there. Yeah. And, and then it was like, then it was really numbers based because the different CEO and came then, in. And yeah, it was a lot all of money organizational based. shifts. Yeah. So, that could have been happening in these other companies too, to where Absolutely. I don't feel like in terms of us, like, I don't think we quit and I don't think they quit on us, but it was just two different paths going completely different directions. Yeah. Well, and I, we had to make the call to where it's like, man, I don't really see a future here or mm. a chance to progress. Right. So we had to do the thing that you're just talking about, which is, Hey, pull out because the timing isn't right yeah the timing's not right to where if the um, we also weren't painted a picture of the future for us right no it's interesting to think about now i can't think of doing anything else but it could have been if they would have had some of those growing pains a little bit earlier let's say the outside ceo came in a couple years and they'd worked through all of that man and somehow we stayed our ideas may have been received a little bit differently and probably more positively you know, because there wasn't you- a version, though, to conflict management. And that I think is like the key to that. Right. There was a fear around conflict management and working through like real hard shit, which is something that our company has taken and tried to take head on. Whether we've nailed it or not, we have consistently tried to better our ability to conflict manage with each other and with our team and peer to peer. Like that has been a key to this. And I think that is a, I mean, that's something that's just really important in life that is part of why I think our company is special. But could you imagine if instead of being, no, we're going to protect you guys from having fights, being like, actually, if you're going to do this, you're going to need to go to like, you're going to need to do some conflict management practice together and like right. 
do some like proper. You're gonna come in every building. other week, and we're gonna have an hour of like media conversation about yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of stuff is actually on the table at our company for leadership development. I mean, it happens every Friday, actually. So it, it happens, you know, like publicly. And I see why people don't see those. This is fuck, dude. Well, it's not about, I, yeah. I, I get where business owners, yeah, because what we were originally talking about, that us versus them thing, it works from the business owner's point of view too. You know, you can't just hire people and be, uh, be like, do your fucking job and expect people to be really bought into what you're right. doing. Listen to me because I'm the boss. Listen to me because I'm the comp. I'm I'm fucking started the company. Right. That doesn't work. You know, you, no, you have no a little work to do too. But I can understand why people don't do that work because for a lot of people, owning and managing a business is so incredibly stressful. It takes every ounce of energy that they have and all of those other things, even though they're absolutely necessary, feel extra. Mm. Or I'm happy if I can pay rent make payroll, keep the lights on, and have enough to slide into next month and not have to take out another loan and hopefully sink this whole thing. I think that's where a lot of people live. We weren't living in that situation in our other job, at least not to my knowledge. They weren't that strapped for cash. Only a few times. There were a few times, but there's other motivations that, that come into play too to our one of the motivations some of the business owners have is we need to be like these other people. Sure. That requires a certain thing and you don't have that thing. Yeah. We, we, ex- we experienced that a few times. So we've experienced that, but I, I, I totally dig why companies ignore that. I don't think that's an, ex- it's definitely not an excuse for not doing it. You need, you need to do that shit. Yeah. You kind of just got, it's kind of like, if you're the new guy at an at a at a organization and how we just talked about paying your dues, walking through the shit, right, getting to where you need to be to where you can earn that respect and move up the chain, it's the same thing when you're a business owner. If you're not ready to walk through the shit for a while, you might want to rethink the whole situation because mm. you are going to be walking through the shit. And the crappy thing is not a lot of people are going to be seeing it. Not a lot of people are going to see the extra work that you put in. There's going mm. to be so many late nights, so many early mornings, so many working oh. on things behind the scenes yeah, your to make going. what everybody else see sees work. Yeah. And you have to pay into that bank. For longer than you think. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm kind of internally laughing right now because I I know one of the things that's both annoying and really helpful about me is that the antithesis of all to what you just said is like, but if you put the time into, that's where. So you you were talking about you know paying rent and and pay whatever all the things right. Yeah. I'm like, or you can ensure you got money in the bank by delivering the most amazing experience with the best hospitality and the most engagement and the most connection and the most. And I mean, that's what we lean into. But to me, those things that are intangible on the spreadsheet are the things that make all of those stressors so much lighter. And they do take all of the energy, but they also take the engagement and the people skills and the team and believing in people and painting a really clear picture of what should be happening in your cafe and why and making sure that the people just below you literally in the hierarchy of the organization know that as well as you so they can deliver it so that they're saying the same things as you and all of that stuff people think or people seem to act like it comes after I pay the bills after I am making enough money then I can dig into and it's like no 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 
This whole package yeah. that we started our company on, trying our best, even though we had to refine it multiple times over, mission, vision, values, you start there and you make that as clear as you possibly can and you show them what you see could be possible in terms of what it feels like, what it looks like, no matter what the fuck's happening. And then they get excited and they try to do their best and then everybody says, you know what, that's really, really good. I'm going to go there instead of all these other places. And then all of a sudden your bills are paid and you have the money to do but you have to want it as an owner. You have to care about it as an owner and you have to be able to do your best to encourage and entice the different kinds of people who feed off of different kinds of things to go there with you so that they can get something out of it as well besides a job. And that to me has always been a no brainer. So I, I sit in my mind, I'm like, I want to empathize, but I also feel like there needs to be more work done on this area, not the money-making area. And that's, I think, fair and normal. Oh, Everybody goes through I it. Agree. And I agree. I know you agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think when I'm when I'm empathizing, I just I can understand how it would how people feel that way. Like, oh my gosh, I feel so underwater. I can't even think. I can't even totally. move. I'm not trying it's, to. I'm not no, trying to minimize no, that. No, no, no. One I, goes the one way, right? Hundred percent. And I think they can. We've been there. We've I mean, there. we've made bad decisions. We opened up a fucking well, a coffee kiosk at the at the jail. But there's a difference between making a bad decision and what you're talking about, which is right. being so incredibly inspired from the jump sure. that you know that your main mission, main goal is not just to put money in your pockets, but to do this thing. Sure, that is push totally towards this greater cause, and Good point. that was one of the things that we pushed against right away because we didn't know how we we didn't know how to push towards the greater cause in the best way possible. So we started mm-hmm. by looking at cool what was missing from our work experience. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, there's some sort of health insurance, there's some sort of paid vacation, mm-hmm. there's some sort of profit sharing. Some of these things that we have, some of these things that we don't have because sure. they weren't working for their intended purpose. Yeah. But we had this kit. And it's not the kit that was important, it's the belief behind the kit. It's right. like we do these things because we believe in this type of workplace culture. Exactly. And nine out of ten people who we talked to said, you can't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's for big companies. you mm-hmm. got to get going first. Mm-hmm. And then once you're making money, then you'll be able to do that stuff. Right. That's kind of where I was exactly going, right? exactly what you just said. Yeah. And so while business owners think about that internally – people outside who they talk to are reinforcing that culture as well. Exactly. So we have this huge lack of belief internally and externally that something like this is even possible. Right. And you got to be a fucking idiot to even try. Right. Instead, let's cut labor. Let's run lean. Let's get the cheapest shit because that's going to make us the most money in margins. And all of a sudden you're like, it just doesn't feel it's real. Every day is stressful and I just go to work and then and even though it's it's crazy because even though you're learning so much at the beginning yeah. and so much is brand new and you have that feeling of being completely underwater and you don't know what the hell is happening. Mm. If your business continues to grow and expand and you make more money, you have more revenue and you have more possibility, even though you have more staff, it also comes with more complexity and you're always still doing new things and pushing into new territory. So people are like, oh, wait till it gets easier. It Never doesn't get does. easier. It just changes. The challenges that you have are different than they were when you first started. So mm-hmm. to think that you're going to get to one point where it's like, cool, 
I push the cruise control. My business is at cruising altitude. Let me take care of all the stuff that I've been neglecting for the past three years and then think that everyone's going to catch up in the same way yeah. that you are. No. Yeah, fucking right. No. You're going to have 80 people on staff who are listening to you talk this new this idea talk that they've never heard of and be like, what the fuck is this? That's not even the company I've I work for. I've never heard of this. Like, yeah. I don't even believe you. Yeah. Why don't you believe me? I'm really passionate about it. So, well, I've been working here for five years. You've never mentioned this once. Right. How is this you? Right. Like, where did you get this from? And and like, no, I believe, I've been believing it all along. I just kept it in my pocket. You know, I was waiting for the right time. It's like, go fuck yourself. And that, like, that to me is the stuff. That's exactly the point. And then even if you want to make a change for the better, which we've had to make changes for the better, and they are hard. And the most, the most hard one happened through the pandemic, which is awesome because we just stacked our problems. But fortunately, we had all the history of Yo, we didn't nail it, but we nailed 95% of it. Everything we said, we hit 95% of it. And yeah, we failed on 5%, but I can tell you with all certainty that that's pretty fucking good numbers and I'm here for it and I'm going to do a good job moving through this. And we both individually had to say that to team members who were like, I don't know if I'm down with all this stuff. And we're like, we're going there. It's going to be better. Look back. You're frustrated right now, some of you. We fucked up some stuff. We learned some things. But look back. What have we done? What have we accomplished? This is what we're going to do now. Even if we do 95% of what we're talking about, it's way fucking better. So you can start with all that foundation or you could start from ground zero and have to get everybody to start understanding that it is to me like unfathomable that people don't put the work in first in all of these areas before they get going. They just pull the trigger. And I know that's well, this is where to say, but this it, is where we're working against oh. the whole the cultural zeitgeist of yeah, what's happening. Because just like these comments that people are writing, nobody believes that a place like this is even possible. It's, so is that it's, it's so rare? Is that the ethics of the owners who don't follow through? Is it accidental? Like, and I, I there's obviously not one answer to this, you know. But like, why are we? amongst the unique quote-unquote top tier when this seems so it's like base it, level i think what we're what, where we're at is we're in in this place on the growth curve where we're seeing still not a lot but we're seeing a few businesses operate in that Starting way to happen. it's kind of like that. um if you took anything sports related or let's say let's say skateboarding or sure. whatever i think rodney mullen did the first 360 flip probably mm. sometime in the maybe 80s i'm getting yeah. my dates all wrong or whatever feels right late but, 80s mid 80s or alan gelfland is the guy who invented the ollie yeah and before that for years you've got people just sliding around on their boards yeah. carving shredding down the sidewalk mm. and then some dude just snaps his tail and goes up a curb and everyone else is like what the fuck like that's re- like yeah, that can that's totally. real that can happen like that's cr- that's crazy. Yeah. And now kids learn the 360 flip like before they can do anything else. It's not even a big deal. It's yeah. just so common. It's like, "Oh yeah, that's just one of the things that you do." Right. That's like, just a that's that's a basic that's yeah. in that's in everybody's toolkit. If you don't see something, yeah. If if your whole life experience, <laughs> yep, is negative in, in in like if every work experience you've had for your entire life is negative, I can see why people think, man, work is just a place that sucks. Work is a place where I've never had a good boss. I've never had anybody who, I never worked for anybody who had a greater sense of purpose. Every work 
situation I've been in has been transactional where I only trade my time for money. I'm it. I, that's just where it, what work is. Right. There's, there's nowhere else to go. So get that's where, experience. that's where I feel like our bigger work is, is to help people realize that, Hey, not only is cat and cloud cool and an awesome place to work and we're doing something that matters, but this is a culture that everybody can build in their own way. Absolutely. And this can be how work feels, right. you know, do the pre-work, make when, it worth your life. Who was it? Emily, you said to talk to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. That experience that you had with Emily, other bosses can have that experience. You can also run a place where your employees come up to you and say, Hey, you talked a really big game and guess what? Exceeded my expectations. Right. And how awesome would that be? Totally. It'd be kick ass. So that's shout out to the leadership team along with Emily. Emily, thank you for sharing that. If you do happen to listen to this podcast, it was really cool. Good share. Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but we do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love, and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.